This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday, 4th of October. In your Squiz today, the Aussies returning from Syria, Bruce Lerman's trial is set to begin, the scale of the Optus data hack is revealed, and why Bruce Willis isn't selling his face. This is your Squiz today. Claire, the federal government has announced that it will bring more than 20 women and over 40 children back to Australia from detention camps in Syria, where they've been since the fall of Islamic State in 2019. They're the widows, sisters and children of the IS fighters. Yeah, they are. And since Islamic State was driven out of Syria in 2019, uh, all fighters and those attached to it were put into prisons and detention camps. It's been a life of limbo for these women and children. Uh, Repatriating them to Australia has been talked about a lot since then. Uh, There have been campaigns driven by their families, but that got nowhere with the Morrison government. Uh, Then Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton, who of course is now the leader of the coalition, Uh, Back then, he said that he was worried, and this is the quote, that some of them have the potential and capacity to come back here and cause a mass casualty event. Yes, for the parents of the women, though, they say that what's happening now is an incredibly exciting prospect to have them come home, especially as many of them say their daughters were tricked into travelling to Syria by husbands who since died or been jailed. But not everyone is as enthusiastic about this new mission. No, the coalition maintains the concerns that they had when they were in government. The coalition's Home Affairs spokeswoman, Karen Andrews, says that the mission poses an unnecessary risk and enormous cost. Uh, But the Albanese government says that there will be support systems put in place uh, to see them successfully return and that all have volunteered to submit to control orders and supervision by our security agencies. Not coming home, though are the 10 Australian men incarcerated in Syria. Many fought for IS and are considered a much bigger threat than the women. And the government says it's not looking to repatriate them to Australia. Claire, Aussies enjoyed a lot of great sporting events over the long weekend, but what should also have been a fun outing at a soccer match in Indonesia's East Java on Saturday night turned into tragedy after at least 125 people died, including 17 children as a result of a stampede. Yeah, what happened was that the home side, Arima FC, played Persebaya Sarabay at Stadium Kanjurahan and that home team lost. That saw about 3,000 fans storm the pitch where they clashed with police. Uh, Officers fired tear gas and that triggered the stampede to the exits. Some suffocated in the crush while others were trampled to death. Uh, It's one of the world's all-time worst stadium tragedies uh, and many have said that's why FIFA has in its safety regulations the requirement that no firearms or crowd control gas should be carried by the stewards or the police at those events. Yes, Indonesian President Joko Widodo has ordered a suspension of all top league games until an investigation is wrapped up. 
while FIFA, which, as you alluded to, is the world's soccer governing body, said it was a dark day for all involved. Coming home, Claire, and the trial of former Liberal staffer Bruce Lerman, the man accused of raping Brittany Higgins inside Parliament House in 2019, is set to begin in the ACT Supreme Court today. Yeah, that trial was supposed to begin in June, but it was delayed after Chief Justice Lucy McCallum ruled that comments made publicly by Network 10's The Project host Lisa Wilkinson uh, and other media personalities about that case uh, could prejudice a jury. But after a few weeks went by to let all of that go by, uh, they're ready to get started today with that trial that's expected to last about seven weeks. Lerman has been charged with sexual intercourse without consent, but he denies any form of sexual activity took place and is pleading not guilty. Last month, Higgins said that she would give evidence at the trial. Staying at home, Claire, and the scale of the exposure from the Optus data hack was revealed yesterday. 9.8 million current and past customers' data was accessed. And yes, we already knew that. So what exactly is new? (laughs) Yeah, what Optus said yesterday is that it reckons that 7.7 million of those don't need to replace any of their identification. And that's because their data wasn't collected or recorded properly or it's out of date. Uh, And then there's 2.1 million people who will most likely need to replace their ID. uh, And that includes 150,000 customers' passports and 50,000 who shared their Medicare details. Also new yesterday was that the company has hired Deloitte to conduct an independent external review of the attack. But the findings won't be made public, though. The Albanese government also wants the company to step up its handling of the breach, with Government Services Minister Bill Shorten saying that the efforts to date are not enough. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Claire, last week we spoke about how James Earl Jones's iconic Darth Vader voice will be generated by artificial intelligence for the Star Wars franchise from now on with his blessing. But fellow Hollywood icon Bruce Willis says he won't be selling his face for AI. Yeah, so this came up late last week and there were reports that stretch far and wide that a deep fake company known as Deep Cake uh, had bought the rights to Willis's face following his retirement in March. Uh, he, of course, retired when he was diagnosed with aphasia, which is a disorder that affects speech. The idea was that that AI and machine learning technology could create very realistic videos that could even possibly see him at the top of the box office again. It's not a true story though, even though there was a collaboration between Willis and Deep Cake uh, on an ad last year using Willis's face for a Russian telco company ad. That's right. There's no ongoing relationship and the company says it can't buy the rights to something that is his by default. It's good to know we own the rights to our own faces. That seems quite reassuring in this day and age. (laughs) It's something, I guess. 
Claire, I don't mind a bit of bending of the rules every now and then. I like to show a bit of rebel spirit, as you know, (laughs) but I don't condone cheating. And that is what has happened with a couple of fishermen in Ohio. Yeah, there was a fishing competition and these blokes were set to win $30,000 in the prize money uh, after their catch was weighed. But after a bit of suspicion, the officials cut the fish open and found them stuffed with lead pellets. Uh, And I'm with you, Siobhan. I love to dodge the rules every now and then to see what I can get away with. Uh, But cheating in a competition, particularly when so much money is on the line, is just not on. No, and the look of the angry crowd at that competition will tell you that it can be dangerous too. But aren't you and I just a pair of straighty 180s? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, I can live with that, I guess. Squeeze the day, Claire. I wish I had something good that we could woohoo about, but you might feel more like boohooing as the RBA is going to announce another interest rate hike today. Yeah, if you're a mortgage holder, that's certainly something maybe to boo about. But yes, the Reserve Bank, 2.30 today. Uh, the hot tip is that the cash rate will again rise by about half a percent. That would take it to 2.85%, which would be the highest level since April 2013. So one to keep an eye on. Yes, so I think I speak for all mortgage holders when I say yikes. And if, <laughs> if you're looking to find me later today, I'll be rocking back and forth in the corner chanting, there's no place like home. (laughs) I'll be there. I'll give you a pat. It'll be okay. (laughs) Thank you. That's all from us today, but have a great day and we will chat to you again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.